I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Buck here in NYC. My main man, Clay, out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Telling you why he is out there. We'll have some fun with that in the uh, third hour of the show for sure. More on the catastrophe in Kabul. we got thousands of Americans still in harm's way. Biden administration looking more inept with each passing hour on this one. It's it's stunning, the incompetence, the planning. I've been talking to people who are in contact with some folks on the ground in Kabul. This is the last few hours I've been on the phone with them discussing how they're trying to get Americans out, what they're up against, what they're seeing, and why this is such a giant cluster, to put it uh, mildly. We'll get into that. Plus, the FBI now having to admit that about 90, 95% of the January 6th insurrection people were actually just protesters with no prior planning who got caught up in the moment and partook at varying levels in what could be accurately and should be accurately described as a riot, not an actual concerted effort, a coup to overthrow the United States government. But the commies like to use that narrative lie as a justification for the continued smearing of all Trump voters, of everybody who supported Donald Trump, you're an insurrectionist. And trust me, as soon as they can stop focusing on the absurdity of the Biden administration's debacle in Afghanistan, they'll start talking about January 6th again because it's a favorite thing for the loony left. Also, we've got this uh, this show. Alex Berenson is going to be joining us in the third hour to talk about vaccine passports, booster shots, the data. And Clay and I have been saying we got to give this guy credit. How many weeks has he been coming on this show telling us the Israeli data shows what's going to happen here? And now we have the demands for booster shots. They're saying right now it's a suggestion. It'll become a demand. Don't worry or or worry, actually, is the case really is. Um, but he was right on that data. And even Jake Cutler may be with us late in the third hour former uh, NFL quarterback, friend of Clay's, and a victim of cancel culture, along with the latest Jeopardy host as well. 
he has been officially uh, canceled from taking over from Alex Alex Trebek uh, because he said some naughty things that we'll get into. You know, this is what happens. But, Clay, here here's where I am on the uh, situation in Afghanistan. There's this cable that has been uh, reported on by The Wall Street Journal that's saying, yeah, there, there were some folks who believed uh, and and tried to warn the alarm bell that after J- after August 31st, the official withdrawal date, there would be a quick collapse of the uh, Afghan central government. The Taliban would take over. So the Biden administration could have known, should have known. But clearly, and we should get into the details of what happened at the airport, didn't know enough to set up a process in place, a contingency, if you will, to prevent us from being in exactly the situation we are in right now. Which catches Joe Biden, Buck Sexton, in a massive series of lies. Just think about what has come out so far this week. We've had the intelligence apparatus all say, hey, you know what? We warned Joe Biden that things could get worse than what he was recognizing. We also have all of these different military officials coming out and making the same arguments and the same claims. And now the Wall Street Journal in a what I would classify is a kind of a blockbuster revelation. Buck, these are 23 different signatories from inside of the Afghan embassy, who said back in July, and Secretary of State Blinken acknowledges that he read it, hey, all of your expectations, all of the things that you are laying out for our plan, it's going to fail. And they acknowledge that they read it, they acknowledge that they reviewed it, and now we have a situation, Buck, and I think this is this is pretty massive. Where if anything goes awry, you know, we talk about what happened with Hillary Clinton and Benghazi. This could be Benghazi on steroids if one Taliban uh, member decides to start shooting around the airport at some American citizens. If any of the soldiers that are there trying to protect American citizens around the airport, the American soldiers somehow get drawn into a confrontation Joe Biden's entire presidency, Buck, I don't think this is crazy at all. His entire presidency could go up in smoke. He is leaving on vacation again. He's got a press availability. We may take a little bit of it during this show. And then he's going on vacation. It's just as if they either aren't willing to recognize or aren't aware how how tightly wound the possibilities are here of a major conflagration exploding. I mean, does it is it cluelessness? It, what's so, going on here in the Biden administration? So from the people that I've been speaking to who are actively trying to help get Americans out, because that's where this is. This has become an all hands on deck situation in a sense where no one believes Clay, who knows what's going on, that the Biden team, that they clearly had no plan for this. They, they were caught completely unready for the crush of people at the airport that's currently going on. That's obvious to anyone. So now you have Americans that are trying to help. I've even I've even heard secondhand from people that they're calling a soldier. It's ad hoc. They'll call someone they know is deployed and they'll say, hey, these are some Americans. 
can you go and see at the gate and they're calling out the names of people saying are they i mean can it's you crazy. There, there are thousands of people who are crowding these checkpoints and this is kids this kids i mean it, it's it's not even just adults it's a right. lot of kids but but they're this is inside the security lines that or at the at the edge of the security lines of American control. This is past the Taliban checkpoint we're talking about now. This is once yeah. you get past the Taliban checkpoints, which some people are, some people aren't. What's going on on the American side of this? They don't because remember there are Afghans and Americans who are trying to get through yes. these these choke points effectively. So it's a total mess. People are trying to just get word out and and get people through. They did not have a process in place. And to your point about the Biden administration, the Biden administration is one bad news cycle away from a collapsed presidency. That that much is is very clear. And we are entirely in the hands in this case when it comes to these Americans right now. We're in the hands of the Taliban, folks. The yes, Taliban they control it. Holds the cards here. They haven't harmed Americans yet, which is a huge, you know, God willing, this is I'm going to be able to continue to say this till every American gets off Afghan soil. But this is you're also starting to see here's the Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby, when asked how he views the Taliban. This is what he says. Does the U.S. military con- consider the Taliban an enemy? Uh, we're our focus right now. Uh, the, the the thing we're 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 working against right now is is time and space, and we want to get as many people out of Kabul as we can uh, in as little amount of time as we can. There are no hostile interactions right now between American forces and the Taliban, and we want to keep it that way. He is dodging that question, obviously, Clay, and I have to tell you. Rightly so, because right now we are this Biden administration is reliant. And I'm going to say this and it's true. And people and I know our veterans out that people are going to seethe over this. We are reliant right now on the goodwill and the strategic thinking of the Taliban barbarians to not harm Americans. That's where we are. And, And of course, the Afghans are already harming in large numbers. But that's where we are right now. And honestly, you could tell how nervous he was, Buck, answering that question. He was tremulous because I guarantee you one of the things that he was told as he got ready to go out there is don't say anything to antagonize the Taliban. Think about how crazy that is. We have the general rule of don't negotiate with terrorists. We are past negotiating with terrorists. The terrorists are driving all of our interactions right now, we can't even call them terrorists. We can't even call them enemies. Clay, we're, we're we can't having, even say a negative word about them. We're the most powerful government and powerful military in the world, at least for now still. Uh, Biden's doing his best to change that. And we are reliant not only on the goodwill. There, there is coordination going on right now. We're behind the scenes. We're trying to get not just a U.S. government, NATO allied governments, the French, the British, uh, the British. Um, they are trying to get in touch with Taliban intermediaries and are doing this to open up the checkpoints to let people through. We're asking, we're saying, hey, can you please let them through? This is the circumstance we are finding ourselves in right now. And it's amazing that, I mean, the Taliban has kept, there was a bilateral agreement with Trump. People forget this. There was no agreement with the Afghan government. That never happened between the Taliban and the Afghan government. Ashraf Ghani fled with 160 million in a helicopter. He could care less. The guy's corrupt. He's a bad dude. But Clay, they've kept their they've kept their deal so far not to attack American troops. And that's what's holding this whole thing together. I just don't even know how Joe Biden is sleeping right now. 
Uh, I, I mean, I, we don't know he's asleep at the wheel in a metaphorical sense, but who's advising him to continue his vacation? Is he aware and, and even capable of understanding that any one of those Taliban right now, all throughout Afghanistan, walking around with submachine guns, walking around with heavy artillery, much of which, by the way, is United States created. We've given them tens of billions of dollars. Reuters with a report. They got helicopters. They've got tons of Humvees. Attack I mean, aircraft. The of, planes. Yeah, that w- the gear that we have left them. Any one of those guys has an itchy trigger finger, gets a- a- annoyed, gets angry, and opens fire, and American citizens are hit. I don't know that Joe Biden's presidency is able to continue. That's how... Egregious. Now, maybe Joe Biden's ace in the hole here, Buck, is that Kamala Harris is so much less popular that there's no way they would ever try to remove him. But this is, I I can't even remember, you may be able to remember one, for most of us out there in living memory, I can't remember a more precarious position for a United States president to be in where he holds none of the cards. He doesn't control anything that's going on right now. He's relying on the Taliban to make smart strategic decisions. It's an embarrassment that we ever got here. His presidency is entirely in the hands of the Taliban, a designated terrorist group that we've been fighting for 20 years. That is the reality of the Biden White House as I speak to you right now. We'll come back to this in a moment. Even uh, someone I would argue is among the, uh, the least capable... Democrats in elected office, perhaps even among the dumbest or the dumbest, uh, agrees that this is a bad situation for Biden. People are starting to see the truth of this. And then we've got more for you on the numbers. Uh, Turns out the Democrats don't want to talk about Oregon. They don't want to talk about Hawaii, Clay. There are only some states where COVID cases, only some uh, states where we play the chase, the PCR graphs like uh, it's the end of the world. Not other states. So we'll get into this in a minute. But. You know, Clay, I'm back here in New York. You know what's great about that? Well, there's some things that are good, some things that are bad. Giza um, dream sheets. I got my Giza dream sheets again, my man. I've got my my pillows. Oh, didn't didn't go flat at all when I was gone. Ready for me, all poofy and comfy and fantastic. Mike Lindell's my pillow products are amazing. The towel sets, the slippers, the robes. I've got the Giza Dream sheets again. I'm sleeping like a baby. The hotel just didn't get it done for me. I got to bring my Giza Dreams with me next time, Clay. And you know, right now. Mike's offering the sale of the year on his Giza Dream sheets. No doubt, Buck. And everybody needs to take advantage of these. We're doing it in my household. Everybody is getting hooked up. Right now, the Giza Dream sheets, 50% off if you use the promo code Clay and Buck. All my pillow products, you know they get a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love them. But even if you don't, you get an opportunity to try them out for up to 60 days. And the offers and the specials are phenomenal. How do you get hooked up like Buck and I have? You go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get the Giza Dream sheets for as low as $49.99 with the code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. You will be glad that you did. One more time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and sleep with ease on the Giza Dream Sheet. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you. Hanging out with us. It's an open line Friday, by the way. 800-282-2882. Let's have some fun. Lots of serious stories out there. And we're going to continue to dive into it. But on Friday, we like to send you into the weekend having a little bit of fun. And so uh, that will be the goal of some of these calls as we roll through final show of the week. Also encourage you to go subscribe uh, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast. You can find us basically everywhere that podcast exists. Go give us five stars. Dub on the staff will be reading and giving us some of those five-star reviews. You might hear your five-star review uh, on the radio program. And you just heard us talking about the open of the show the degree to which Joe Biden's presidency is truly in a crisis that is almost unprecedented historically in the modern memory here in the United States. And it's interesting to follow along, Buck, and see 
who's got Joe Biden's back and who doesn't. A lot of Democrats have been running and hiding, including some members of the Senate. Let's listen to what Maisie Hirano has to say. Cut one. She's running and hiding a little bit. And then we're going to play the steadfast warrior still standing behind Joe Biden, Joy Reid, to give you a scope of the far left wing perspective. But first, Maisie Hirano. Knowing how the Taliban have uh, acted before, uh, hence uh, the air part that we're, uh, that we've sent there. But the, it, it, it is very clear that uh, the, this is a chaotic situation. We can see what we see with our own eyes. I don't think it, it needed to be this way. So that's Maisie Hirano Buck, who is, to be fair, looking at the analysis, not just lining up behind Joe Biden and saying, hey, everything is fine. There's nothing to worry about. I mean, when, when Maisie Hirono can see something... It couldn't be more obvious because she is not the the sharpest knife in the drawer, so to speak. I mean, Maisie Hirono is pretty widely known as a, the member of of the Senate. Now there are very there are some very uh, surprisingly inept and unimpressive people in the Congress overall. Uh, but Maisie Hirono in the Senate is kind of in a, in a class of her own in terms of just seeming like she doesn't know what the heck is ever going on. Basically, Clay, when you're losing Hirono as Biden on this one, it's obvious that this it's just indefensible. I mean, this is but I say that and yet I know you're about to come back at me with, oh, Buck, it may be indefensible, <laughs> but that's when the true Bidenistas oh really God. step up. I, I heard this, Buck, and I was like, my God, this is uh, Iraqi minister of information level propaganda here. Not surprisingly, MSNBC. Let's play cut seven. Joy wait, 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 Clay, 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 let's play it. Let's play it. Uh, should we save it? We should save it. I think. I think we should save it. Yeah, it's such a good. It's such a good tease. That's right. Let's save it. You got your mind are your minds are going to be blown when we come back on the back half of this uh, this hour and you hear Joy Reid. Buck, this is next level propaganda. I, know. I mean, we, I, we I almost, keep I almost heard this. it and was like, "This is impressive." She's. I mean, I got. I give her. It's like. If you were a lawyer, you wouldn't take this case of the Biden evacuation debacle yes, because you're just going to get crushed right. in court. Joy Reid is like, I will take the case, sir. And so that's where we are. We'll come back to her in a second. And then also, speaking of cases, COVID, what's actually happening? Yes. Only some states. You, I just told somebody yesterday, do you know Oregon has the highest cases it's ever had in one day? And they did not. Made me Google it, Clay, because they didn't believe me. And to it's true. It, no doubt. Come back to that in a second. But, you know, prices are going up on everything. I mean, home prices especially. Increased prices on everything is going to have an effect on the money you've saved and how far your dollar will go. You want to protect what you've saved. So how do we, the people, protect our money, our retirement, our savings? The answer is simple. We rely on the old faithful. People are buying real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. Gold and silver you can actually hold in your hands like I'm able to now because I went with Oxford Gold. There's nothing quite like holding that gold in the palm of your hand when it arrives. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-404-GOLD. Oxford Gold will send you a free guide on investing and answer all your questions. Protect your money before things get even worse and call the Oxford Gold Group today. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Friday in the mix here with us. Open line Friday in effect. 800 
800-282-2882. That's 800-282-2882. We want to get to a bunch of calls. We've got uh, Alex Berenson joining in the third hour to talk about the latest on COVID vaccine data, where all this is going. The surge in cases in some states getting attention, other states not so much. Uh, we'll dive into that with you. And plus, Joe Biden's going to be addressing the nation about Afghanistan at 1 p.m. Eastern. We will try to join some of that in progress. You can hear he is technically he's technically the commander before chief. he heads on vacation. He's, he's, he's uh, yeah, I again, mean, but he is he is technically the guy in charge. So we kind of do need to hear it is news. Got to hear what he says about this. Uh, I don't know how he. I don't think he's going to make anyone feel better. He's going to try to be the uh, Grandpa Joe calms America down. And more and more people are realizing that the uh, the declining emperor has no clothes. But anyway. Clay, uh, I, we, we wanted to get get this in right before the break. Yes. We realized you need to hear the whole thing. We're at a point now, Clay, as you know, where even some of the stalwarts, even people at CNN, where they know. I mean, it's basically the D, it's DNCNN. I mean, it's couldn't be any more clear. They're Democrats and who they're aligned with and, and what they want to have as their narrative. But there comes a point when it's too embarrassing, even for CNN, or at least some of them over there. And even folks at MSNBC, to some degree, to carry water for the Biden administration. It's not they don't want to keep carrying the water. They'll just sort of put it aside for a second. They'll say, "Okay, that's right. For a day or two, I'm going to put on my asking questions hat, you know, so to speak. Jake Tapper did this over. I mean, he's a total fraud. Did this over at CNN. Oh, now he's really concerned about things, but hasn't been concerned about the Biden administration until about five minutes ago. Uh, Here you go. Here is, as we promised, Someone who's breaking with that, MSNBC's Joy Reid, who thinks the Biden White House is doing a good job in Afghanistan. It's been remarkable to see daily press conferences and demands for oversight and constant information flowing out of Washington and the press. It sure is dramatically different, frankly, from how the country has approached the January 6th insurrection, which was, to be clear, an attempt by domestic terrorists to take control of our government to try to install Donald Trump as president against the will of the majority of voters, 80 million of them, to be clear. It was literally homegrown terrorists attacking our democracy. Yet to this day, the details remain elusive, unlike with Afghanistan. There were no daily briefings about what happened on January 6th and why. Republicans have refused to even investigate the root causes of the assault. Some have even lionized the assailants and sided with them. Uh, Clay, guys, that is thermonuclear level crazy from MSNBC. I mean, that is it, next it, it level. Almost, it almost makes me like I want Joy Reid on the wall if I'm uh, if I'm ever accused of anything wrong. Like this is Johnny Cochran. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Level delusion. Like you know, OJ committed those double murders. You know, this is the worst foreign policy disaster. Surely she's aware of this in her life. I mean, she's around our age, I think, Buck. And yet she's trying to pivot. By the way, on the same day, essentially, that the FBI comes out and says, "Hey." It wasn't actually an insurrection. There was nothing organized about this. This was a lot of grandmas who decided to go into the Capitol and take selfies of themselves. Uh, this Can is we- not some like the idea that you would compare this. The real insurrection buck is the Taliban inside yes. of the palace. Yes. We're actually getting we're getting a lesson in real time about what an actual insurrection looks like, yes. as we've been saying here. And also, Clay, you know, as soon as the the debacle in Afghanistan unfolded in a way that it was clear to everybody, I said 
Give it a few days. They'll be talking. They're, they're already trying. They'll try to pivot. They, they're trying to yeah. pivot. Insurrection. That's what our audience, our audience wants to hear about the insurrection. Now, that's one, a propaganda maneuver. That's, of course, obvious. But it's also because the left doesn't really believe that it has foreign enemies. It has people that the U.S., the American left believes that there are people that the U.S. has wronged when it comes to foreign policy. Sometimes they do bad things, but they we have wronged them, and so we have to make things better around the world by going to the U.N. and begging forgiveness. You know, the Obama apology tour. It's the domestic insurrectionists and terrorists that we have to be so worried about. But the problem, as you alluded to, and I've got the piece up right here, this is a Reuters piece. FBI finds scant evidence U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated. Here you go. The FBI has found scant evidence that the U.S. Capitol uh, January 6th attack was an organized plot to overturn the presidential election result, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. Although they've arrested more than 570 participants, the FBI believes the violence was not centrally coordinated by far-right groups or prominent supporters of President Donald Trump. 90 to 95 percent of these cases are one offs, said a former law enforcement official. You have five percent, maybe tops of these militia groups that were more closely organized. But there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all these people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. Lies. Yeah, they told us, Clay. Yeah, lies. It's all it's all a bunch of lies and they're still sticking to it. And I think, Buck, if you really dissect what Joy Reid is doing there, this is how desperate the left wing in the country is right now. Because, look, the border is a sieve. It's an absolute disaster. Inflation surging to levels most of us have never seen in our adult lives. The murder rate is increasing all over the country at a level we've never seen before in the 21st century. Uh, you've got... The, the budget and the infrastructure, which is kind of getting hidden right here, but you got a revolt going on inside of Nancy Pelosi's party. There are nine Democrats who are moderates who have said, hey, we're not supporting the $3.5 trillion unless the infrastructure bill passes first. You said it earlier this week, and I think it, I think it's prescient comment, Buck. This is the worst week that any American president has had. I think going all the way back to 9-11, in 20 years, I'm not sure we've ever had a week like this one, and we haven't even, we're going to pivot and talk about this here in a moment, Buck, but look at what's going on with COVID. Booster shots. That's what Joe Biden ran his entire campaign on. I'm going to solve COVID, and everything's going to get back to normal. And if you look at the numbers, and we're going to talk with Alex Berenson in the third hour, and he's been very good at telling us where we're headed All of this is imploding on Joe Biden, and we're in a situation right now where one terrorist, one Taliban member with a gun can effectively blow up Joe Biden's entire presidency if that guy decides to start firing at American citizens. Isn't it fascinating as well, just because you we're talking about what I said uh, with this is the worst week any president has had since 9-11, which I I think is... True, the Obama-ISIS situation, as we talked about, that unfolded more in phases, so it wasn't condensed. So if we're talking about impact of per- on perception during a presidency, this one. But, Clay, I just had to take a moment here. Do you remember when the the entire corporate Democrat-aligned media acted like the bombing of Pearl Harbor had just occurred again because there was a meeting in Trump Tower 
where someone showed up oh, yeah. and said something and nothing happened and no documents were. Do you remember what was a crisis under the Trump administration? And now you compare it to what we're seeing here. I mean, this we're not even talking about the worst border in the in at least in 20 most years. Of our, in, in I mean, the maybe first century for yeah, sure. I mean, certainly in the 21st century, the worst border, most lawless, most open, most uh, deaths, by the way, overdose deaths in the last 12 months. We've ever seen over 90,000 vast majority of that is fentanyl and fentanyl that's coming over the U.S.-Mexico border. So we have all these things happen. These are real, Clay. We've got data. We've got, and yet they they freaked out the Democrat base with all these Russia stories. They were fables. They were myths. Yes. It was fantasies that they even, were spinning. Even the Facebook money that was being spent, and this is something I know quite a bit about because I, I ran a digital media company for a long time. I mean, we're talking about pennies. Not even pennies on the dollar that were being spent as if that had impacted the overall result of the election. And I I just think and we're going to hear from Joe Biden in the in the next hour a little bit. I just think whoever is advising him, Buck, I, I just I can't get out of my head that he is going to address the nation Friday afternoon and then get on an airplane and go back on vacation like who in the world in the White House is telling Joe Biden, hey, hop on a plane and go to right. Delaware and kick your feet up at the beach for the weekend? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna say they're gonna they're, they're gonna take the line that, oh, but it's a working vacation or whatever. He's got all yeah, the gear whatever. and all the comms and all it the stuff. It still is absurd. You know, the the optics here do matter at some level, and it doesn't calm people down when you have Joe Biden looking like I mean Who's really who's really in command and control right now in this country? That's a question that a lot of people have, because we've been saying for how many months now there are handlers around this guy who are really making a lot of the calls. Right. And now we're wondering, Okay, Joe Biden seems like he's pretty MIA. So who's actually making the the great question? General Milley, Secretary of Defense Austin. You start to look around and say that doesn't look any better to me. That situation doesn't look like it's improving. But, Clay, also, we got to bust bust out these. Some of the COVID numbers, the COVID numbers that they don't want to talk about. I know you've got those. So we'll dive into that in a moment. Then we got Joe Biden going to try to explain to everybody how it's going to be fine, I guess, at one o'clock. You know, stiff upper lip. Uh, We'll fight them on the beaches. Joe Biden style. That's what he's going to (laughs) say. Yeah. So get ready for it. He's Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. But there's a confidence that comes with smart information coming from people with great track records. On Wall Street, there's a group of legendary stockbrokers that have chosen to share their trading information with those of us that like to watch and participate in stock market investing. These folks call themselves carnivore trading. You can now subscribe to carnivore trading and see why their picks have become legendary. Carnivore trading levels the playing field, delivering in real time what their experienced traders are thinking right now. I mean, how crucial is that information on weeks like this one? Now all of us, from newbies to experienced traders, have access to their explosive trades in real time with text message alerts throughout the day. I was introduced to carnivore trading earlier this year, and they consistently inform me of their moves and decisions and why they're doing it with these text messages. For the first time, Carnivore Trading will let you try their service for free for 14 days. This is your chance to see and mirror Carnivore's explosive trades in real time, free. There's no obligation. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use the promo code USA. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code USA, GetOurTrades.com. Carnivore Trading, real trades, real time. See website for terms and conditions, past performance, no guarantee of future earnings. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, rolling through the Friday edition of the program. By the way, Open Line Friday. We're going to take some of your calls. 800-282-2882. We are also scheduled President of the United States, Joe Biden, supposed to talk in the next 20 minutes or so, right at the top of the hour, actually. We may grab some of that. Of course, the question will be, will he answer any questions? Will he even take any questions? Or will he do what he's done so frequently here of late? Read directly off a teleprompter, sort of stumble out of the White House, go get on an airplane, uh, a helicopter, and fly away to uh, to Delaware to continue his vacation, even as the biggest American foreign policy disaster in a couple of generations is still underway in Afghanistan. But we also can't forget, Buck Sexton, what is actually going on in the uh, larger context here with COVID. And you know, there's been the big fight over masking. Uh, you've had Greg Abbott called the worst human being ever. Ron DeSantis for now a month or more. We've had a feud going on. Larger context, however, we're not talking about some of the places with the largest uh, cases ever that actually have blue state governors that have been masking like crazy. And I want to talk about this because I think it's significant 
Did you know, Buck Sexton, that Hawaii, which has had over 450 straight days of a mask mandate, is right now setting an all-time high in cases for COVID? Did you know that Oregon, I who mean, has got I'm, one I'm of Buck the Sexton, all-time so of course, draconian... Of course I know. <laughs> yes, uh, did you know that Oregon, which has got one of the most draconian responses out there at all to uh, to COVID, is right now setting all-time records as well... You may know, and I might know, maybe even a small percentage of our audience knows, but there's no way that the Joy Reads of the world and all the MSNBC and CNN viewers are aware of what the data is actually showing. Well, and just to be clear, if anyone out there did not know those numbers, that's the point is they're not supposed to know them. Because unless that's right. you work in a field where you are paid like Clay and I are to read this stuff all day long and go find analysis that's willing to be contrarian about all this until you get to that point what you find is that is that they uh aren't going to share these numbers with you right i mean that's they, right. they're not actually putting it out there in the press for an obvious for obvious reasons so that's one of the things i want to ask Berenson about but do you want do you want to get to a few of our folks here for open line friday yeah let's do it let's hear from them joe in ohio what do you got joe well i was calling to raise a point i felt compelled to call today obviously Everybody knows Joe Biden is not equipped to handle this situation or not doing a very good job leading us through it. But uh, I wanted to raise the point that I don't hear anybody talking about is that um, the Taliban didn't just recruit and organize and mobilize this assault and these attacks overnight. Where was the intelligence community? Um, You know, obviously, we've been fighting a war there for the past 20 years, which uh, goes hand in hand with intelligence operations. But where was the intelligence that this gathering and this mobilization was occurring? Joe, can I just ask, are you you veteran or just a well-informed citizen? Uh, A little of both. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So no, because Joe, I look, you're 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 squared away on the subject. I was just wondering. Uh, but my, my what I would say on the intel side is the same way that groupthink can exist uh, for politicians, where the person, the advisor who tells the president or you know whomever, but the advisor tells the president what he wants to hear gets elevated that is absolutely true in the intelligence community so this was why that cable that state department cable that now everyone's pointing to saying see see yeah but the guys who were telling and gals of course who were telling biden in the government oh it'll be okay clay they're the ones that get invited back to the oval office they're the ones that get promotions and get you know elevated within the intelligence community i know because i come from that world yeah, and that's what's so difficult. And and to we're seeing a lot of these stories. A great call from Joe. Uh, and if you missed it, there's a front page story in the Wall Street Journal that 23 different Afghan emb- emb- embassy employees wrote and said, hey, you guys are making a disastrous decision based on what we're seeing on the ground. The Taliban's going to move much more rapidly than your forecast. Went to the Secretary of State. We've seen people in the military. We've seen people in the intelligence community letting it be known that those opinions were out there. But to Buck's point, you don't get invited to the White House and become one of the beloved members of the Biden administration if you are the skunk at the garden party who's saying, hey, we got a real mess here. The the, the overall consensus was that this was going to be a success and the failure here is that there were plenty of people who could have told you it wasn't, and they weren't listened to. Within a bureaucracy, especially the federal bureaucracy, friends, it's not about being right or being smart. 
It's about being liked by the people who hold open the doors and can elevate you. And that is a huge misincentive, if you will, within the federal government, in the intelligence community, the CIA, the DOD, the you name it. We'll come back here with more updates on Afghanistan. Uh, Biden going to address the country in just a matter of minutes here. We'll, we'll join that live so you can hear from President Biden himself on that. We'll give you analysis in you know real time as soon as we pull away from that press conference. And uh, we'll also get to more calls. I know we got some lines lit. Space for one or two more right now. 800-282-2882. Open to everybody. Open line Friday. Not just vets. Anybody wants to call in? Back in a few. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 